I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where each and every day I bring on new business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at AskAdamTorres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, MoneyMattersTopTips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have David Moore on the line, and he is the CEO over at Credit IQ. David, welcome to the show. Thank you. So I'm excited to get more into what you're doing over at Credit IQ and how you're helping your clients. But before we do that, let's get a little bit further into your background. So how did you get started in your career and in business? Oh, for almost two decades, I've been working in the financial market uh, in either both wholesale and helping businesses access capital on a larger scale um, outside of small businesses. So what I did was is I took all of that skill set of working in banking and understanding banking and drove that to small businesses to help them learn how to become capital ready and access capital because at the end of the day, you know, without our small businesses in this country, we're not going to be able to move forward um, in our economy because uh, we just can't lean on the bigger companies like we used to. I definitely like your background and how you've kind of been in that financing um, realm for quite some time. And I don't think, and you know, when I uh, when I interview a lot of different people, I think we talk a lot about some of the common ones, like or common ends of the finance thing, like uh, like your mortgage broker or something like that. Um, that being said, I don't think we talk about uh, what it means in terms of financing businesses all that often. Um, so that being said, you know, there's some younger entrepreneurs listening or even people that are just getting started in their career. And um, what kind of advice would you give them to, towards creating a career the way that you've been able to really in that on that finance side of, of capital for small businesses? Because I think it's a super interesting niche, I think, because you get to work with different people every day in terms of businesses. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the first thing I would tell someone is be very patient. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that is probably the, the, the biggest thing because uh, getting into this kind of just came from people coming to me when I was working um, in corporate America and saying, hey, Dave, how do I get funding for my business? Or, Dave, can you help me do, uh, do certain things to, to get capital? Or, or why did I get denied? Uh, or, or what could have went wrong? So mm-hmm. we kind of created this program as an online financial service that basically gives everyone from startups to seasoned professionals an opportunity to learn what it means to be capital ready. So a lot of it just takes patience to understand what the markets are, are looking for because every lender wants something different. So when you're looking mm-hmm. at business funding, you can't go to, let's say, a Chase Bank and tell Chase Bank, I need startup capital because they're mm-hmm. not going to give you startup capital. They're going to give you capital to cash flow your business. So they're looking for a seasoned entrepreneur who's looking at trying to cover payroll or something to that effect, whereas chemical bank may give you the startup capital that you need because their they're, they're pain threshold for that type of a situation is higher. So it takes some time to kind of really understand what the markets are asking for and which lenders are really willing to service a startup versus a seasoned professional, and then understanding is there an opportunity for venture capital or is there not an opportunity for venture capital depending on the business. So that just takes time. <laughs> that's 
That's awesome. No, that's, and that's great advice. I, I love the perspective. Um, so that being said, I think we, we, we kind of touched on it a little bit, but I do want to go further. Um, let's switch it up a bit. Let's get into what you're doing over at Credit IQ. So first, uh, tell me a little bit more about the business, please. Oh, well, Credit IQ, what we do is we help, like I said, we help seasoned professionals as well as startups uh, get ready for to access capital. Uh, basically, this concept for me was, was kind of derived here in Detroit where there's a huge minority population. And as you know, minority businesses, I think they represent about 15% of the national market, uh, but they have the hardest time accessing capital. And in many cases, it's just because of lack of knowledge uh, on how to go about accessing capital. So we kind of developed this, and I partnered initially with Business Credit Literacy Initiative, which I was the state director of that nonprofit um, for a little while, and just kind of like, drill down on what the underserved market needs. And underserved basically means any organization doesn't necessarily have to be minority that hasn't made $700,000 in a year, which is, you know, probably most of your friends. <laughs> when you think about people in business, most people haven't made that kind of money. So, and why aren't they making that money? It's because they're trying to put profits back into their business and they're kind of on this hamster wheel because they don't understand leverage. So, we specialize in creating capital raising solutions that are going to help them not just for their situation today, but we're thinking five, ten years down the road um, on making sure that they can keep a business that's going to be viable in their community. So I know this is going to change. Um, it depends from business to business and obviously entrepreneur to entrepreneur. But I do know with the amount of companies and people you've worked with that certain themes do tend to arise. Are there any kind of themes of mistakes that you find um, many small businesses are making in their capital raising initiatives um, prior to working with you? The one thing that I'm going to say that people do is they wait too long to access the capital. By mm. the time they feel like they need the money, it's too late, or they're 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 under they're behind the eight ball, as they say. Uh, so the the biggest thing is I think the day you start up is the day that you should start learning how to access capital for your business. You should never wait until you really, really need it. Um, prime example, I think one of my one of my nicer clients, he uh, just came to me. He never thought that he was going to have to access capital because he started off at a really good start, and his company made some really good money, um, but now he can't afford to cover his payroll. So he's like, what do I do? I'm scrambling all over the places. I don't want to not pay my people. And I can't pay my people. I'm paying people out of pocket, so what do I do? And he never took the time to effectively build that business profile, that business credit profile that all lenders look at. He didn't take time out to access lines of credit because for some reason there's a fear of credit in certain markets. So it's like I make money. I use my own money. I'm afraid of credit because if I take credit out, they're going to take my business. So that's the common theme that I have amongst a lot of the folks that I work with is the fear of credit because lack of knowledge of how leverage works. No, I think that's I think that's a really common theme and a great point you make. And I and I think it's also the reason why maybe some 
businesses, and again, not not all businesses want to grow. They some people some and, and you know have multiple locations, or if, if it's a brick and mortar, or you know some people find their niche in terms of how much money they're making and what they want to do, and uh, and they're satisfied, which is completely fine. I mean, to each their own in terms of what, how how you want to live your lifestyle, right? There's a trade off um, to growing a business past a certain amount. So that being said, I do think though that there's a certain amount of the population that that could have much larger businesses and the reason they don't is because they don't they never learn how to use and or access capital. Well that and I also think that here's the thing for me, I think that it's more versus growing or scaling your business. That's mm-hmm. a different conversation with accessing capital. Mm-hmm. I think this I think what I'm getting at more is stability. So no matter what company, how large or small you are, you always want to be stable. And by accessing capital or knowing what type of capital to access, I mean, it could be anything from knowing what grants are out there in your community mm. that are going to be given to you to, to inject capital into your business and why you should take them. Um, like I know locally here, there's a lot of uh, grant money available for people who are changing their community's environment. Not so much from – and changing their environment means, you know, we're able to get people in the neighborhood jobs who were – unable to get employed or they were making below a certain dollar amount. So there's some grant funding. If you create a if you create a business that creates a job for that person, they'll give you some grant funding. So just knowing small things like that, rather you want to be a company that's making a hundred thousand dollars a year or making five hundred million a year, you still need to understand what's going on in your ecosystem from a financial standpoint. That's awesome. So, David, if somebody's listening to this and they want more information on Credit IQ, what's the best way for them to get it? The best way to do it is you can go to our website um, at thecreditiq.com. So that's www.thecreditiq.com. Um, and you can also follow us on Twitter at thecreditiq.com. Or, I'm sorry, at thecreditiq. And, and just go ahead and shoot us a note on our website, and we'll be sure to get back with you um, as quickly as possible. Or you can even email us at info at thecreditiq.com as well. Perfect. Um, well, hey, David, really appreciate you coming on the show today and sharing more about your background and all the great work you're doing over at Credit IQ. And to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. I hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave me a review on the Apple iTunes store, uh, share this with your friends and family, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And David, thanks again for coming on the show.